Hello, and welcome to Global Supply Chain Week on FreightWaves TV and Global Maritime Week. My name is Steve Ferreira. I'm CEO of Ocean Audit, a global ocean freight refund consultancy company headquartered in Hartford, Connecticut. And I'm pleased today to lead a really fascinating session. This is actually one of my favorites. And I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine, Tom Augenthaler, CEO and founder of 551 Media, for today's topic on how you can build niche influence. Tom, it's so good to have you on the virtual stage. Welcome. Steve, thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh, you don't know the half of it. This is uh, my favorite topic, Tom. You know, you and I have been uh, friends and talking about um, social media and influence training and, and you're uh, a top 50 influence uh, marketing in the United States. And, you know, Tom is Harvard educated master's. Tell us a little bit more about your background before we start the session, Tom. Uh, yeah, I've got a master's degree in English and American literature and language from Harvard. But um, that that. That didn't help me too much with my influence marketing, to tell you the truth. Um, I, I got into influence marketing when I was at HP. And when I was there, I was part of their uh, worldwide PR team uh, for one of the divisions. And the division was the personal systems group. So I handled consumer laptops on a worldwide level um, for the company. So there was no laptop that was being announced in any part of the world that I didn't know about or have have my fingerprints on in one way or another. But it's while I was there that I started working with uh, what we now call as influencers. At the time, we just called them bloggers. Um, but the economy was tanking. It wasn't doing very well. So I had to figure out a way to get in front of the customer set to not only talk about the brand, but more importantly, really push the products and get reviews of them out there. You know, it's interesting. I knew there was a reason why I liked you because I know that anyone, I'm a huge HP and, and computer geek. And if you can make a difference between the 330-10 model and the 330-10A model, and you can show the differences and benefits, I love you. <laughs> well, listen, that should sell itself already, guys. Listen, HP trained and uh, he's differentiating and influencing PC marketing. So, yeah, no, seriously, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, it was quite an experience. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, the, a lot of journalists were jumping ship and publications were closing. So I had to figure out a way to, you know, get the get the product in the hands of people that spoke to the audience and, and could could uh, convey these types of, you know, attributes, which you're talking about now, um, you know, in these strange coded, you know, 20A versus the 20AB and the, you know, these little subtle differences. But those subtle differences can be articulated well through a lot of the fans, uh, through the people that are real, you know, really into the, the topic. So those are the people I sought out and worked with. Well, you know, it's interesting, right? Because I totally get where you're coming from because I'm, I'm in the, uh, this is no kidding, right? I'm not saying this just because of a session, but like I'm a, I've been a Windows user for years and mm -hmm. I just, uh, right to the left of me is a MacBook Pro for my son who turns 10 and I want to get him started and I want to switch to MacBook because I'm, I'm kind of through with PCs. It's a whole different story, but I've been influenced by a lot of people around me. You, you know, notice that word on you know why a, a Mac might be the right time for me since I'm getting more into the creative side of auditing, more of the content side. And it's, I just think I feel that's the niche I'm in. But today's session is really about 
how we position ourselves using the social media to build our followings. But mm -hmm. one of the things I love, 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 love about my guest today is he's not just talking about being an influencer. We're talking about a sub issue of being of having or building, excuse me, niche influence. And Tom, as soon as I knew we were talking about that, I love that because I'm all about niches. And I'd like you to define for our audience, what do you mean by being a niche influencer? Well, very often the word influencer is associated with things like Instagram and uh, people with big, huge followings there, perhaps on Facebook, YouTube as well, maybe TikTok these days. So, you know, most people associate the word with these these people who've built these huge followings on these social platforms. And what we're going to be talking about here today is a bit different than that. So we're talking about, you know, most people that we're talking about or, or speaking to here today are business people. So they've got careers, jobs, um, you know, doing whatever they're doing, and they already have an expertise. But how do you take that expertise and then start to build some influence with it? And that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit. And it's a, quite a bit different. It's it's not about just putting out content and uh, you know gaming the gaming the, uh, the the social platforms to you know try to attract these followers. Um, and and again, it's it's one thing to build an influence you know, build your influence around something like fashion or travel or something like that. And it's another thing when it's within your business niche. So how do you do that? That's a bit more subtle and it's a bit more focused and a bit more targeted. So uh, that's what I, that's what I'd really like to, to delve in, into. With uh, yeah, I, I think that's perfect because I think that's, you know, one of the things and we'll get onto it later. I hope if we have time, you know, you've always advocated to me and, and personally we've talked about like, you know, not to try to be everything to everyone. Right. And you've mm -hmm. always kind of advocated, you know, for example, as you start to build your influence uh, um, marketing platform and, and your value prop is, you know, you have to kind of, I think, pick and choose. And, you know, we've always talked kind of about uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. But before we even get into that, um, I do I do I do know what you're saying about being involved in international logistics, global transportation, mm -hmm. international ocean freight. We've got a huge uh, audience today watching us that does all these functional areas. Uh, they're logistics directors, they're managers. They may have uh, 20 years in logistics and now they're thinking about maybe, you know, opening up their own consultancy or mm -hmm. they're a company man or woman and they love the company. And they want to find a better way to represent themselves and, and you know, really go for the gold and in and, and getting good market share for the company. And so, you know, I think, you know, you and I have talked offline and we always say it kind of starts with a value proposition. You know, how are you going to add some kind of value proposition to kind of get into your niche? I think that's the first thing. What, what might be a few takeaways for the audience, Tom, in terms of how they might find uh, or do an inventory in terms of what is their value proposition? Obviously, yeah. that's important, right? Yeah. I, I, the first thing to realize is that if you know, you're a career person, you're inside of a company or you're a consultant or whatever, you have a lot uh, – you have a track record. So you've been around the block a couple of times and you know your business and you know your industry and you know it rather well. So sharing that kind of knowledge with others out there on you know platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter and such, uh, that – to you might seem rather mundane, even even boring, and you might even think to yourself, "Gee, why would anybody care about 
what I have to say about, you know, logistics or something. However, uh, to a lot of other people out there, that's very enlightening, right? And it's very interesting. And they want to know more about it. They don't really know where to go to learn more about it. And they don't have the time to really delve into, you know, a course per se or uh, read up on all these different books or what have you. That all takes a lot of time. So it's a lot easier to follow a person and to just get grab little nuggets of information on a daily basis. And maybe that's through the social media posts that you're putting out there. Um, you know, it could be video, something you write. It could be tweets even. It could be, con you know, a conversation you're having with other people online. And this person, your follower decides to dive in a little bit and, and learn that way. That's where a lot is learned. It's like being in a classroom. So, you know, you can learn so much through lectures. But really where you learn the most is when you raise your hand and you have a dialogue with the professor, the teacher, and even better, when other students in the room kick in, and now there's a dialogue going along with different students in the room, with the professor, and then even follow it up after class, when you get there, you have a coffee or something afterward, after that, you say, hey, you know, that was really an interesting point you were bringing up. I didn't think of it that way. You get into a whole conversation. That's where the real learning happens, and that's where you know, becoming an influencer a little bit in your niche, you can help out not only your company, but yourself and a lot of those people that are out there that are probably prospective customers. You know, Tom, it's interesting. I, uh, I love the stock market and, and there's uh, all types of offsets to the stock market, options trading. And a lot of people will tell you if you get into options trading as a beginner, right, you, you should do, you should pay paper trade, right? You should do a practice trading. You know, you should do some formulating of your plan and strategy before you really spend your, 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 your money and your currency. But I know that in talking to you that in some ways influence is built or, or there is a currency of influence. And I think it's precisely what you said in terms of, you know, this is the real deal. You can't be afraid to just paper trade. At some point, you've got to go from paper trading to, you know, open up mm -hmm. to the world. Hey, you know, here I am. And here are my initial uh, thoughts. Let's say that somebody that is just getting into uh, wanting to have influence. So I guess my question to you is that what, what is the currency of influence based on and how can somebody acquire that? Okay, so the, the first thing to do is to position yourself uh, up front. So you be realistic and say to yourself, okay, what do I want to get out of this? Um, and, and, and who would I like to be able to correspond with as a, as a as as I build my influence, like who is my target market or the, okay. the people out there that I'd really like to have a dialogue with? So identify those things up front so that you're not overwhelmed. It's it you know if you listen to a lot of these gurus, they'll tell you you have to be everywhere all the time, developing all this content. You say to yourself, oh my lord, you know, <laughs> I, I'm overwhelmed already. So dial it back. And remember, you're operating within a niche. So you don't have to be everywhere all the time. You just have to be where you're, the, the, the people are that you would like to correspond with, have, that, have, have influence over, um, you know, ha, you'll develop a relationship with. So if you know where they are, well, that focuses it down right away, right? Uh, and so, and typically, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, typically for business people, the two platforms you're going to look at are LinkedIn and Twitter. Mm -hmm. 
So right there that you don't have to worry about TikTok, you don't have to worry about uh, Instagram or Facebook or any of those other things. You could just focus on a couple of platforms. And even if you just wanted to focus on one platform like like uh, you know LinkedIn, you you know you could you could completely do that and and keep it manageable. So the other thing to understand is that you have to put yourself out there a little bit. So it can't be hiding behind some sort of brand voice or something like that, right? You got to be out there a little bit. Like you, Steve, you're out there quite a bit, right? right. So Steve Ferreira, he's out there, right? He's, he talks about this, that, and the other thing. People tune into your, to your, to your videos, right? And they, right. They, they read your content now, right? But they associate a face with a name, right? So. Sure. You know, you're a guy that likes to wear a suit and tie, too. you got a little pocket handkerchief there. you got a cool painting in the background, right? You've got a, you've got a little shtick going there. But, but what people, what, to understand something is that when people see you and they get familiar with you, they'll immediately recognize you, right? I, th I thank you for saying that. You know, it's, I, I think there is a, it's like kind of getting your reps in, you know, at first this was a little uncomfortable, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. to me, it's me, right? You know? I have no problem with a, a T-shirt and jeans. It's just that, you know, I feel my brand is this, right? And, you know, you said something so succinct. It just happened yesterday, as a matter of fact. I had somebody about 12 months ago, 13 months ago, before I started to get kind of a, as a hot property in social media. And uh, they said, well, Steve, you know, we want your rate to be, I said, I'm going to charge you X. And they wanted to, they wanted it to be like 70% lower than that, than X. Hmm. And just yesterday they came to me and they said, um, can we revisit our deal? Uh, by the way, X is okay now. <laughs> and it's like, oh right. my God, it's like, holy cow, <laughs> this works. Listen to Tom. <laughs> You have you to have a little a, faith in yourself, right? Have a little faith in the in the in the in the process, right? So it's, right. it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Anybody who tells you that you just build influence overnight by doing a few tips and tricks, that is not the way it happens. It it takes a little bit of time. Have a little bit of have a plan, execute on the plan, and wo and lo and behold, things start to happen, right? And it's not huge deals that are going to roll in all at once, but it's like, hey. You'll start getting DMs from people, right? Or you might get email from somebody who said, "Hey, you know, I saw your video, or I read that that post that you that you made on LinkedIn, and I, I had a couple of extra questions for it." That's how it starts, right? right. And Tom, do you? Uh, how do you? Um, what's your take on it? I, I feel as a owner of my own company, a CEO, that I. I'm able to outreach to many different, uh, uh, say, verticals, you know, within an organization. So by that, I mean, like, let's say the director of supply chain or the logistics executive or even the CFO. I, I guess my question to you is that let's say that our audience members watching today are the manager of logistics. Right. And he wants to kind of up his game in terms of his savviness in ocean freight or air freight or global supply chain. When he goes out or she goes out and, and starts to post and, and to make their brand, so to speak, do they attempt to overreach beyond, let's say, the domain that they're in? So in other words, if they're a logistics manager, but they're so high up on the, the food chain on top of the game, do they try to influence, let's say, a COO who might, of, of a potential customer who might say to the, to the purchaser, hey, called Tom because it seems like he's really on his game. H how does that work? Yeah, I, I don't think you have to be limited um, in terms of 
the structure of some organization. I remember what you're doing is you're putting yourself out with a certain amount of expertise in something, right? And you have opinions and you have uh, experience that can back that up. And you can probably reference uh, different situations that have occurred in the past and you can reference those in your, in your material. So there's no reason why you can't be influencing a CFO, a CEO, CEO even at some company by putting, putting some content out there. I mean, I, I've known that to happen before. And I love that because I think what that does is, you know, under the traditional way that we've, we've traditionally, let's say, either sold or marketed, right? You know, somebody might say, hey, you know, stay in your lane. You know, you're the blank, blank, blank. And, you know, you shouldn't be talking to the level above. But I think that influence marketing and influence uh, training and being an influencer allows you to have those dotted lines where you can easily freeform between, you know, lane A, B, C and D. And I think that that gives you so much more um, effectiveness, you know, in terms of what mm -hmm. you, whether you're trying to get a job, right, or whether you're trying to get a new sale. Because if you're promoting yourself as an expert, that's seamless, right? That's not, you know, that's agnostic in terms of position. What, what exactly, exactly. Because that's that's your you're just you're just you're just putting yourself out there a little bit and sharing your knowledge and experience, and that's. You know, you have no idea who's listening out there and who might benefit from that. That's the that's the point where a lot of a lot of people inside of corporations tend to think, oh, you know, I'm just a manager. I'm just a senior manager. I don't really have exactly. anything that that's interest that I'm not a, a C-level executive. I don't have all of this great, colorful stuff to talk about. Well, that's not true because. I'll just give you an example here. When I was doing a lot of work with HP Enterprise a while back, um, we would invite influencers in from all over the place, and we would have hold what we called a tech day on site at the company uh, campus. And very often, the influencers we brought in, very you know, very knowledgeable tech people, they didn't really want to hear from the executives that much. Because executives just give high-level talking points about, you know, what they're doing with the marketing or the sales strategy or something like that. They wanted to get into, like, the tech itself. Well, who builds this stuff? Well, it's the managers, right? It's the managers, the senior managers, right? Those people are intricately involved with the building of the product, and they wanted to know, you know, they wanted to know. They wanted to know not only that knowledge from the from the uh, from the from those people that came in and spoke, but they wanted to get to know them. So, I, you know, as as a marketer, I was very encouraging of the influencers to get to know the people inside the organization. So, you know, they if they have a question, just email Joe or Jane, and and you know, they you know that that person is going to know what they're talking about and get back to them. So, uh, it's it's the it's what I call the rank and file people. That are that 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 are the the meat and potatoes of the organization and really make it move. Wow, that's really amazing, Tom. And I know as we start to wind down and close out our segment, I think that one of the things I'm always famous for is I want to give my audience and our our audience, and I can't thank you so much for being part of it today. Mm -hmm. Three things, just three quick, you know, twenty thirty second overview on three takeaways that they might be able to do. After they finish watching our segment today, they go home and think about it. What would be the three things, three pieces of advice you'd give them to start working on right away? 
Okay, set up your profile first. So make sure the profile first, let's talk about LinkedIn, okay? Because that's the, that's the platform where all business people are on no matter what. Make sure your, your profile on LinkedIn is well set up. So by, by that, I mean have a nice profile picture of yourself, preferably with some kind of a lighter background so that you pop out in the picture. Uh, use the banner um, real estate behind that, the, 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 where you can place a graphic. People usually put pictures of some beach scene or something. Place something there that's a bit more relevant to the business and, and the industry that you're in. Okay, that will help that people who come to your to your page to identify you with that industry and that business and then have a nice headline that says exactly what you do and who you serve. So if you keep those things really clear, now you can start to put out some content on 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 LinkedIn and put it out on a regular basis. Maybe start with once a week. Don't get don't get overwhelmed. Put out a post once a week on something, some 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 happening in the industry, some happening in the business that you think people would benefit by. Um, it doesn't have to be clever. Don't try to be clever. Just try to be straightforward and speak in your own voice. Don't try to speak in somebody else's voice. You might like a you know some guru and the way the guru says things, whatever. Don't don't try to imitate somebody else. Just be you, and and talk about things in 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 your terms. And I think that what will happen is you'll find that people will resonate with that pretty quickly. One other thing to remember um, is that there are a lot of lurkers on social media. So just because you'll see somebody gets lots of likes and shares or something on Twitter, uh, remember that there are lots of people that look at the content and actually it resonates with them, but they don't do anything. Right. So that's what I call lurkers. And that's very, especially true on LinkedIn. So a lot of people in businesses don't feel really comfortable going out and liking and sharing content on some of these platforms because they think that, well, you know, I shouldn't really be doing this or saying this. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to give away anything. So I'll just look at the content and I'll remember who it is that, that, that that's putting it out there and I'll go back to them over and over again. I'm sure, Steve, for instance, that you have a lot of lurkers on for your con on your content. Oh, right? you know, it's just, uh, it's just amazing how, how much of it uh, comes around. Yeah, it might not be, you know, in the first week or two weeks or even six months, but it's seven months. I had a I had a situation the other day where somebody I was the first time on video with five people at a major Fortune 500 company, and four of the five said, "Oh, we we don't know you, Steve. It's our first time meeting you, but we know you from your videos." And it's like, oh my God, the 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 sun and the moon came out to me because it was like mm-hmm. you know I felt that they already knew a little bit about who I was and my style. And what I was all about, and it cut through a lot of the the signal and the noise. I mean, it cut through the the, the noise, and I got right to the signal. And I think that exactly. that is just really great advice. And so I think that uh, as we just wrap up, I I just want to remind my audience: you've been watching my segment with Tom Augenthaler, founder of Five Fifty One Media. Tom's a top fifty uh, influencer, and if you want more information about how he can help you build niche influence um, uh, status, Tom, how can people reach you? Uh, the best, well, the, the best two ways to get a hold of me are through my website, theinfluencemarketer.com, or just find me uh, on LinkedIn, T. Augenthaler. So you can find me right there on LinkedIn, and uh, I'm on LinkedIn every day. 
Right. <laughs> so. I, can, I can vouch for that because every time I see a green light, you know, we end up getting into some kind of discussion. And, you know, guys, uh, to my audience, there is just so much more to this uh, topic. And please continue to follow Tom and myself for more information. We'll perhaps do something else together at some other time. And, you know, we really want to help the logistics, transportation and global ocean maritime industry. So from the Global Freight Waves Supply Chain Conference Maritime Edition, I'm Steve Ferreira, CEO of Ocean Audit, saying goodbye. And he's Tom Augenthaler, CEO and founder of 550 Media. Tom, I hope you'll come back and see us again. I'd love to, Steve. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the great session. Thanks, Tom. <laughs>